Welcome to another episode of On The Line. I'm Holly Scott. And I'm Joe Mullings. And we are here today to have another lively discussion. Today's is about the job market. And uh, have we lost our human touch? I say no. I'm going to take the position to no. I think what we've done is we've sped it up and automated it a lot, and we're counting on algorithms, and um, people are getting a little too snowflake-ish, uh, quite honestly. But on the flip side, the larger companies and all the processes have lost um, the human touch we're accustomed to, but I think you can say that with nearly every single service that's out there today, whether it's QuickBooks with your accountant instead of going to your accountant's office. Mm-hmm and sitting in front of him or her and dumping your receipts on the table and them going through them one by one and you sitting there. I think it's just the market and the business we're in today. The speed of technology has lost the need for human eye-to-eye interaction, but I think it actually has scaled out um, interaction. You can, you can reach thousands of people in an afternoon where you couldn't do that before. Yeah, no, I think it amplifies, right, the the undercurrent that's already there. I, I can remember, and you can too, the days of uh, resumes being mailed in and faxed in and individuals, clients saying, gosh, I can't get through all of the paper that's in front of me, right? And now people are saying, gosh, I just feel like a number. Well, there's the number may be bigger because of the data coming at a particular client. Um, however, the way they interact with the market, it, it, it shouldn't change. We have to, we have to maintain the fact that there's a, there's a human on the other end of the, of the, uh, of the, of the, uh, the either the application or the resume submittal or whatever that might be. Look, with technology, we always want to romantically remem- remember the past and demonize the present and future. Mm-hmm. And we do that with everything. Everything, right? right. So let's be fair. It, it may have been a more analog world back then, but it wasn't nearly as efficient. And you couldn't apply for jobs around the country, around the world, mm-hmm. and, and engage with them very quickly. So you're always going to have some give and take. Now, having said that, can we be more respectful in the way we open and close out a process, 100%. I mean, we hear all the time, which is why we picked this subject today. Um, We hear all the time about people getting ghosted, Mm -hmm. about individuals ghosting companies, about individuals being able to get job offers um, so readily and not even showing up for their first day at work and not even telling their new employer. Mm -hmm. So it works both ways. I think what has happened is the, the, the scale out of digital in our lives in general, um, we're just trying to, um, cram more stuff in less time. Yeah, no, no, no question about it. And and that is, it, it essentially goes back to the person on one side that has the problem that they're looking to solve, and on the other side that solution and how they get to that and that interaction has got to be managed. And if it's at scale, and if it's an if it's an application process or or if it's a resume may submittal. Most of the time, in most scenarios, if you do what everyone else is doing, it's going to be difficult to rise to the top, right? And that's why you and I have spent a lot of time with individuals and coaching them on how to get outside of normal traditional activities to get the attention of someone. You can't expect to hit send on an application and then if you are ghosted for you to sit back and say, gosh, that was inhumane for them to respond to me if that's the only action you take. That's not taking, that's not being proactive. 
Look, you can complain all you want about these processes, but to me, it presents a very clear and easy opportunity to stand out from the crowd, whether you're the company or whether you're the individual looking for a job. So if you're looking, and, and there's too many people today who are on the lookout of, to get offended. In other words, there are people literally who go with a checklist in their hand trying to decide how many interactions they could have on a daily basis and get offended in and look for them. So you're gonna find those if, you, if, if, if you're indexing towards that. The flip side of that is that there are so many opportunities now because of automation that the handwritten note, um, the proper follow-up on email, the proper follow-up on a phone call, again, from both sides, the client as well as the individual. Mm -hmm. If you resign yourself to knowing that for the most part, you're sitting in an algorithm-driven environment where the computer oftentimes is making the decision for you. I mean, down to, look, we use LinkedIn. And for the most part, we put in five titles, a geographic locale, a comp range, and out pops 170 names. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We don't stop there, a majority of search firms do. Mm -hmm. But right there, we just allowed the algorithm to make our decisions for us. Right, right. right? If, mm -hmm. if, if that's how you run your life, then just lay back and let the algorithm drive the rest of your life for you. And those are the people who are gonna complain. The flip side of that is if you use tech as a proactive tool, um, it's unbelievable. Oh, for sure. Okay, for sure. so you, you gotta decide that you can't, you can't shit on tech because of, of a single event. What you've gotta do is look at tech um, in, its in its entirety mm -hmm. and then decide how you wanna use it and then if you feel slighted by it, get over it because it's not going away, it's just gonna get compounded. And people are gonna get sloppier and sloppier with its use as well, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? So sure, is it you losing its humanity if you're defining humanity from the 1920s? Mm -hmm. But I think you could probably point to everything, service in a restaurant, how your car gets washed, right? Automation, speed, digitization, absolutely is going to remove that person-to-person -person experience. At least in the upfront interaction, No, right? throughout the whole process, Holly. Think about, okay, let's do this. Here, let's, you're buying a new car. Mm -hmm. Did you go to the car lot, Holly? Eventually, yes. No, no, did you go to the car lot? I didn't this no, week. what have you been doing all this week? <laughs> I had somebody come to me. They yeah. drove a car to you, uh -huh. right? And did you look at that car online? before they drove it to you, or did they tell you what it was gonna look like? They told me what it was gonna look like. Right, yeah. right, right. But you didn't go to a car lot. No, I didn't go to no, a car lot. You didn't. And, and Except Tesla, you, by the way. Well, Tesla, they don't do with, they, they do. don't right. deal with brokers, right. <laughs> so yeah. Right, so, so you mm -hmm. digitized your entire car buying experience, right? And was that a better experience or a worse experience than if you went to the lot? Well, it's more efficient. It, it's more efficient. Right. And, and, and what I, meant to say in my statement before is eventually I have to drive that car specifically and I have to shake hands with that particular dealer when I finalize that because there's one person selling a car and there's one person buying a car. And the same thing with the hire to be made, right? The, the, the mass upfront work to get to Mr. and Mrs. Perfect in your, in your search effort as a client. Yeah, there may be a lot of data coming at you, but that one person who rises to the top you better have a human interaction with and you better have a good one or else you're not going to end up landing them. So the, the, the challenge is for an individual that's looking is to equip yourself and, and, and give yourself the proactive opportunity to get around 
to make sure that the process is working in your favor to get you in front of them. Yes, you can use data to your advantage and you have to apply and you have to uh, follow certain processes, but it also that data that is in the public domain also allows you to reverse engineer who that particular hiring manager is to find out what that person might be, um, where else that person might be, or how else you might be able to approach them, either phone, email, some other way, to rise above and stand out, right? So the data on both sides has to be used as a tool, and eventually that human interaction is going to have to happen. Correct, but there's not a loss of humanity. There's a loss of the efficient use of the tools that are given to you. And so, again, coming back to if you use digital, if you use algorithms, if you use databases, if you use email, if you use text, right, those are all non sort of analog touch points. Mm -hmm. Now, it's what you do with them. The people who complain the most are the ones who are the laziest in process. Mm -hmm. In other words, they believe by sending in a resume online that they've actually applied for a job. Right, right. Listen, headline you applying online for a job you probably have a better chance of having that resume honestly land on HR's desk than if you mailed it. If you mailed it, you'd have a better chance of actually having that resume seen than if it was in-mailed or emailed on a job posting. Yeah. That's an absolute 100% fact. Mm -hmm. I see every resume that comes into this office that's mailed to me mm -hmm. because my ops team gives me my mail, my snail mail on my desk and I look at it mm -hmm. and I'm like, I would have never opened up this resume if it was just unsolicited mail to me. Right. So there's a tip for you, number one, right? Go old school on that, right? But the same thing holds true on tools is it's how you use the tool um, in a very intelligent, proactive, sort of surgical way than if all you do is take the lazy way out because that's what happens with digital tools mm -hmm. is people think that they're magical. They don't, they're not magical. All they do is scale and amplify the effort you put in. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I, I, there's one point though, coming back to it, it's the lazy way. I think that there's a lot of individuals, especially people like you know, 35, 45 and up, who are daunted, intimidated and defeated by technology in their own minds. And, and that's and, their fault. Uh, I, I hear you. However, the sensitivity is to empower yourself to get around it and realize that it can be your friend and it can be on your side rather than just play the game and lose, play the game and lose, play the game and lose, because that's what they're doing. They're clicking and they say, that's the only way to do it. They don't understand that there are other ways to do it. Um, now I'm still going to say that that it really falls upon each person to learn how to effectively hack the system. If you're gonna, if you're gonna bet your entire career, your family's livelihood, your ability to pay your mortgage, your bills, send your kids to college, go on a holiday, buy a car, and you're not gonna spend a full weekend trying to reverse engineer and how to hack LinkedIn, mm -hmm. well then that's your fault. And I have absolutely zero empathy for you. And I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50. Look, we got in some new gear yesterday and our director of photography, Icky and Ennis were in here with a new mixer, and what did they do? You know, I saw it last night, Ennis posted something, thank God for YouTube. What did they do? They self-taught themselves a new piece of gear because it was that important to them and it was important to their livelihood. Mm -hmm. They got online, they didn't go home and watch, you know, Game of Thrones or Vikings on TV, mm -hmm. right? Maybe Ennis did. And, but they sat here and they learned how to use the piece of equipment that their livelihood 
-hmm. right? So these people who tells me I don't know how to do that or, oh, I tried and I didn't get a response, it's absolutely horseshit. Yeah, no, there you, you have to you have to dig in and and take it on, yeah. And then the other side of it, it the client side in particular, as they're leveraging these tools, and as you have so many individuals that do have one action, oh maybe I'll explore this, and then they get them to the finish line. How many times have we seen this happen where they don't accept? They think because they applied, they didn't accept. You have to remember too that there's not as much at risk. They don't really have to go take action, fax a resume, stand out in the middle of their own bullpen and, and at risk, go drop off a resume down the street. You know, it's so there's much easier. Well, there's, there's less, less investment, investment right? right? Yeah. And, and that aspect of it puts onus on the client to really build that, that value and really explore the sincere interest early in process whether it's through a recruiter like our firm or them doing it individually. But in terms of getting down into the weeds and, and seeing what their human interest truly is, that's going to be important because it is easy and more dispensable to apply or reject than it ever has been. Well, and, and you're also looking at a lot more volume coming in. Yes. So, I mean, all in all, I don't think that um, the job market has become dehumanized. I think that um, people have become numb. I think people have become lazy. I think people live in an Amazon world and they mix up between going on Amazon and clicking on a box of Tic Tacs that come the next day and they've become so trained for immediate gratification on the digital interaction online in general, mm -hmm. whether it's shoes from Zappos or something from Amazon, right? They're forgetting that this is an entirely different process. It just happens to take place on a computer or on an iPhone. Yeah. And because it takes place on the same tool, what they've done is they've become like Pavlovian and trained to believe like, oh, I need to be serviced right away. I'm like, bro, no. Mm -hmm. No, there's a big difference between those. But that's the problem is they're looking at the same vehicle, the same tools, the same processes, and they're being brainwashed into thinking they should be serviced the same way. Yeah, no, that's, so a, that's a great point. Bottom line is, is if, if you put in a massive amount of work and you're serious about getting a new job, or you're a company, and you're serious about getting best athlete in the market, there's never been an easier time to secure either. It's just making sure you understand how the process works, managing your expectations, and totally understanding the tools and vehicles you're using. Mm -hmm. No, absolutely. The job search robots are not gonna come kill us, right? No, the job search robots are not gonna come kill us, never. Well, that's another episode of On The Line. I'm Joe Mullings. And I'm Holly Scott. Thanks for tuning in. Speak soon.